0: The Fed has met, Jerome Powell has given a press conference and there's been a fairly swift market reaction with bond yields well down and stocks well up. So is it to do with the expected neutral rate or the speed of the rises or confidence or otherwise in the Fed? Uh, yields are up in the UK, though, uh, ahead of the Bank of England and they haven't even said anything yet. We'll look at what to expect, though, later on today. And locally, more signs of inflation for Australia and New Zealand. It's Thursday, the 5th of May, 2022. It's the Morning Call from NAB. Good morning. Good morning. Well, that rate hike by the Fed has had a big impact on the markets. In fact, it's completely turned around the equity markets. The Nasdaq was down more than 0.8%, but it's finished 3.2% up. The Dow was down a little, but after Jerome Powell spoke, it rallied to 2.8% up. Same with the S&P 500, which was losing ground until after the Fed. Then it was 2.9% up at close. The US dollar lost ground. It was down a little before the Fed. Then it dropped about 0.8% after the announcement. So against that, the euro is up 0.9%. The Aussie dollar the big winner this morning, up 2.2%, above 72.5 cents. And bond yields, well, they were heading up two-year yields, up four basis points before the Fed, but finished nine points down. Ten years have gone from just nudging above 3% again, down to 2.92%. Big moves, but uh, heading the other way in the UK, ahead of the Bank of England. A six basis point rise in two-year yields there. And uh, nothing to do with the Fed, but not helping with their end game of getting inflation down. Oil is rising sharply now. 5.5% for WTI, 5.2% for Brent, which is now over $110 a barrel. So the Fed has been and gone. Jerome Powell has given his press conference, and the Bank of England is just around the corner. Let's look at all of that with NAB's Sky Masters in Sydney. So Sky, no surprise, a 50 basis point rise. This is the biggest hike since 2000, and they are, as Jerome Powell put it, significantly reducing the size of the balance sheet from the start of next month as well. But I thought this was interesting, opening the press conference... Jerome Powell, it was almost like he was giving... A presidential address. He was saying inflation's way too high, but they have the tools and resolve to provide pre- price stability for American families and businesses. He was basically trying to say it's all in safe hands. I thought that was a bit curious, but anyway, uh, we've uh, despite that, despite it all being in safe hands, we saw quite a marked uh, market reaction, didn't we? And the more f- it seemed like the more he spoke, uh, the more uh, b- uh, bond yields went down and the, uh, the higher the share prices went.
1: Good morning, Phil. The actual reaction to the Fed fair- Decision to raise the funds rate by fifty basis points, and to officially announce the start of um, the unwind of the balance sheet, which will begin on the first of June. Um, the impact was pretty pretty muted a- across across markets, but it was it, it sort of started to move when when the press conference. Um, began and and just looking at market movements, you know, the two-year U.S. Treasury um, yield rallied from a post-FOMC meeting level of 285. It got down to 260, um, and it's currently tracking around 264. And you saw your 10-year Treasury yield rally from about um, 3% to 219. It's currently at 292. Um, you know, big moves in 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 or weakness in the U.S. dollar, and you know, big. Jump higher yeah. in in U.S. equities, and you know what's what's driven that move. Um, a couple of things, I think that that Powell yeah. has has said, but I think what the market seems to have focused on is he really pushed back on the the likelihood that they would do a seventy five basis point rate hike. Um, and if you recall, markets heading into this FOMC meeting had started to build up that pricing of. Possibly next meeting, the Fed would go by seventy-five basis points. Yeah, off
0: the table, uh, he said, didn't he? But he uh, he did uh, sort of commit to maybe a few fifty basis point rises. But the question is, where are we heading? Uh, what is the neutral rate? Uh, you know, he was he was asked about that, uh, and are they going to go above it? You know, on, on the neutral rate, you know, he said, "Ah, oh, well, two two, two to three percent." I mean, you know, not the sort of specificity that you might be hoping for from a central bank, perhaps.
1: No, I mean, yeah, you're right. He he sort of said it was between two to three percent. I think most people. People had sort of set on the level that maybe neutral in the US is, is 250, um, which I think is possibly where people are settling in where neutral is for Australia as well, around 250, 275. Um, but really, you know, what is the neutral rate? You don't really know what the neutral rate is until after the fact. Um, and I think I think you're seeing, you're seeing central banks, at least the Fed, now front-loading. Um, it's, it's tightening. I think you're seeing that from the RBNZ as well. Um, and you're right, Powell did say overnight that, you know, on the table is a series of 50 basis point rate hikes. But they've sort of been signaling that to the market already. Um, so, you know, the market was well-priced for a hawkish Fed Today, um, and I think that's sort of also why you're seeing this this repricing post the Fed meeting. Um, often, you, what you see in markets is that they they move well ahead of uh, something happening. So they've moved well ahead of the FOMC meeting, um, and now they're taking some of that pricing back. And if you, your question around what is the endpoint, um, you know, in terms of the Fed's dot plot profile, they've got 180. Um, 1.875 for the Fed funds rate at the end of this year. Market pricing is currently at around 280. So it's currently 100 basis points above that.
0: Yeah. Um, So does that show that that there's not a great deal of confidence then in in where the the Fed is going? And I wonder how much that press conference – I mean, he looked a bit shaky, didn't he, Jerome Powell? There was a a question about – he was asked about the unemployment level, which, you know, the 3.6% for March. Uh, Powell says he hopes it's going to go further. They want to get vacancies down without – Unemployment going up because, of course, that's the other mandate by getting more people back into the workforce. He didn't really explain how monetary policy was going to influence that. And he didn't seem particularly confident when he was answering questions like that. So I just wonder, you know, we're we seeing a little uh, is that part of the response as well? Are we seeing a little less confidence in, 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 in the Fed? Is that, is that um, playing on markets a little bit?
1: I, I mean, good question, Phil. I, I don't know if it's, it's if it's less confidence in in the Fed. I, I just think the point is is the market was well priced for this. The market, you know, that the market is pricing a peak in mm. the funds rate of of around three thirty. Um, you know, so the market's already got a lot of. Um, tightening priced in, um, and particularly into bond yields. If you you look at where the US 10-year bond yield is, it's up near 3%. Um, And I know my colleagues have said this in in previous podcasts, but if you look back at at tightening cycles, 10-year bond yields uh, tend to peak sort of at or above um, the terminal cash rate. So markets currently pricing that at around, let's say, 325, um and and but we're already there in terms of the ten year bond yield. You know, we're close to three percent. Um now
0: yeah, yeah. Know,
1: typically in, in previous cycles, typically you wouldn't see the peak in um, long data bond yields until you're well into the tightening cycle. Um, not right at the start of the tightening cycle. Um so I, I just think markets are well priced for Fed tightening or central bank tightening, markets are well priced for central banks to be front loading that tightening. Um and it's time for a little bit of a consolidation um in, in bond yields. Um and there's that there's a lot of uncertainty still. That's so we've for got sure. the news overnight that um the EU plans to cut off the Russian um uh, energy oil supplies by the end of the year. Um, and then you've also got, um, you know, the the China um, COVID induced lockdowns. Um, so there's a lot of uncertainty around what those um, pressures, those those things, going to have on on inflation. Yeah, well, absolutely, we're um, seeing so oil,
0: we're seeing oil back up again, aren't we? On that news from uh, from Europe, and and in fact, also the news that the EU is con- contemplating as well. Getting rid of this need for everything to be unanimous—I mean, presumably—so they can uh, ignore what Hungary thinks. Uh, so you know, that could make that even more likely as well. So, and these things are all happening very quickly, aren't they? As well. So, uh, I, I mean, it must be very difficult for central banks to draw any conclusions about the uh, the way the economy is heading right now.
1: Yes, well, it it, it just highlights. Um the heightened level of uncertainty that, that we're still, we're still living in. Mm. There's a lot of expectations yep. that inflation might come, you know, might be close to peaking, say, in the US and coming off in the second half of this year. But, um, maybe, maybe that, that pullback in inflation is going to come later than expected. Um, and so then there's the unknown of, well, what's going to happen to demand when you've got continued um, price pressures feeding, feeding through, um, through inflation, but then you've got higher cash rates as well. So I, th- I think the nervousness of central banks is is a reflection of the the uncertainty in terms of the outlook.
0: Yeah. Well, we saw, I mean, Australia's retail sales were interesting in that respect, weren't they? Yesterday, they were much higher than anticipated, at 1.6% in March in a month. So retail sales are 21% higher than before the pandemic. Now, a big chunk of that is because people are paying more for stuff. So we're not seeing any demand Destruction. We're just seeing people prepared to dip into their pockets that little bit deeper. So that's not equalising this supply demand imbalance, is it? Which we need to see. We need to see people buying less if we're going to uh, try and stop this inflation problem.
1: Yes, yes, and and the you know the retail sales numbers did surprise to to the upside. Um, I think there's there is that recognition that maybe some of the strength. Um, in retail sales over the past couple of months is being driven by the bounce back from Omicron and, and also the floods, but mm. y- y- you know you, you can't ignore the fact that uh, even with the higher price pressures coming through it, at the moment, it, it's not dampening consumer consumer spending. Now we know that there's a lot of savings out there that can be um, can can be wound back or, or utilized, um, but I I, I think. I think what's going to be important for markets going forward now is the data that we're going to see start coming through in the next couple of months. Um, you know, for Australia, maybe you know, in a couple of months' time, the data prints that we'll start to get will reflect will be post the the RBA starting the tightening cycle, and and that'll be interesting to watch to see well, what is happening with. With demand now that the RBA is taking uh, the yeah. cash rate
0: higher. Well, we're looking for moderation anywhere in the world, and we'll look. We'll take it from anywhere, but right now we're not seeing it anywhere. So, for example, if we look in New Zealand uh, uh, with their employment numbers yesterday, uh, wage inflation up five percent year on year. It's just happening everywhere at the moment.
1: Yes, yes, it, it, it is. So, yeah, that 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 risk or concern about a pullback in in demand. Um, Due to the higher higher cash rates, isn't yet really being seen in in um, all data. It is being seen in in some some data, and you know I know in the in the US and in New Zealand, their housing um, markets are coming off. Uh, in response to to higher mortgage rates, but you're not really seeing it yet in in other demand demand indicators. And on the New Zealand employment report, you know, as my BNZ colleagues wrote in their post release note yesterday, you know, the, the result was very much in line with expectations, um, and it just confirms that widely held view that the New Zealand's labour market does remain exceptionally tight, and and it is continuing to be increasingly inflationary. And, uh, mm. you know, I guess it in terms of how the AB&Z would view it, uh, you know, it just affirms their tightening path that they've already begun, uh, which they have started to front load. Um, and, you know, as yeah. I said previously, you know, I think you're seeing that with the Fed um, now, you know, Powell now talking, they've, he's delivered a 50 basis point hike and he's left on the table the risk that they could do, do more 50 basis point tightenings. Uh, you know, central banks... Are starting to front load their tightening um, for fear of this inflation backdrop that we have.
0: Except perhaps the Bank of England, which we'll see today. Interesting that you know we we had this discussion earlier about uh, on, on the podcast earlier in the week about whether the RBA should be lifting rates in an election month. The Bank of England is actually lifting rates. We think on election day because yeah. uh, they've got the council elections across most of the UK today and it is likely that the Bank of England is going to raise rates by 25 basis points which is as far as they dare go I think because I mean obviously they do have demand uh, cons- concerns about demand destruction there don't they?
1: Yes, so I mean I guess the BOE is is one central bank out there at the moment that maybe isn't following that path of, of front loading rate hikes. And, and I mean, I should couch, I should say, you know, we, we don't know what the RBA is going to do either. Um, you know, they have only delivered mm-hmm. their first rate hike. Um, but for the BOE, you know, it's widely expected that they're going to tighten again tonight, um, taking, you know, doing another 25 basis point rate hike, uh, taking their bank rate to 1%. But um you know again, the the view is is that um, the BOE's outlook may become um, not as clear, um, and you know they may potentially maintain the forward guidance that they provided previously saying that further modest tightening might be needed. Um, you know and and mm. that will all be dependent on on the incoming data. And, and the view is, is that maybe you could see the VOE pause after this, this tightening tonight, um, which would be clearly in contrast to, to the Fed's statement and Powell's post-meeting, um, press conference that we've just heard.
0: Yeah, and we're going to see a lot of shakedown, aren't we? I suspect over the next 24 hours as people go over the, those words from that press conference. I mean, there's a lot in there, wasn't there? Like the, the soft landing, uh, you know, when Powell was asked the the Volcker question, you know, would he take the US into, into a recession if that's what was needed to bring inflation down? You could see he was very cagey about giving the answer to that because obviously he was concerned that, you know, it might get into mainstream media and, uh, and and you know, the man behind the recession, he doesn't want to take that. But he also talked, you know, he's asked about a soft landing, and he turned that into a softish landing and said it's going to be difficult to get there. It's all in the language, isn't it? And he was trying to, you know, like always for a central banker, trying to have a bit of an each way bet. Yes, yes.
1: Uh, and again, like it, it, it's this balance. It's, it's this that, that central banks are having to deal mm. with. It, it's, you know, inflation um, is, is exceptionally high. Um, and, you know, it's feeding through into expectations. Um, and they want to pull back inflation. But... You know, there's that there's the uncertainty around how economies are going to handle higher higher cash rates and higher mortgage rates and what that does to demand and yeah. and you know the, the talk about um, you know stagflation, the talk about you know the U.S. potentially heading into a recession. That's already been talked about. So. Uh, you know, and markets are starting yeah. to. You know, that's a tail risk. Risk markets are starting to to look at look at that and and price that in. And we all know with markets, they are very much yeah. forward looking. Right they 're not reacting to what's happening today they're, they're you know they're looking at well, what's going to happen over the next six 12 months time
0: Sky great to get you on the podcast thanks for uh, being with us the last 15 minutes or so and uh, we'll catch you again very soon thank you thanks Phil and we'll cover the follow through from the uh, from the Fed uh, over the next 24 hours in tomorrow morning's podcast uh, and the rundown from the Bank of England as well I'm Phil Dobby for NAB. catch you tomorrow morning thanks for listening.